Running Buds. Welcome to the Running Buds podcast with me, Charlie Lambricks, in beautiful Beehive State, Utah. And in the Buckeye State, we have Steve McNamee. How are you today, Steve? I'm good. Did you say the Beehive State? Yeah, that's us, the Beehive State. Never knew that. I've never heard Uh, that. Yeah, there's bees out here, but I, I think it's less... It's more metaphorical than literal because we're mm-hmm. a bunch of worker bees. We, we work hard and together for the greater good. Uh, that's oh, what I was, is, uh, was told. So, yeah, like ever, a beehive. Have you, since in Utah, have you ever been stung by a bee on a run? I've only been stung by a bee once in my life. Uh, I was quite young and hasn't happened since. I'm very calm around bees since I got stung as a youngin and I remember it hurting, but not that bad. Um, never really <laughs> phased me. So okay, that's why I don't think I've been stung ever since. Cause I, I'm chill. Never, bees. never been stung on a run. No. Have you? I, yeah, I have. I've been stung. I've been stung twice. Well, once was, I got stung in the back and I, I thought I, I honestly thought I got shot. I mean, I was such a baby about bee stings and, uh, like literally my arms flew up like uh, like I had been I've been shot in the back. I was like an Abe Lincoln type of he was shot in the back, but it was I was like the reaction was way too much. Um, what noise but, did you uh, make when uh, when it happened? It was a yelp. It was probably <laughs> three octaves above what my normal voice is, which is way too high for my liking. Uh, and then uh, two years ago, I swallowed a wasp on a run. Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about yeah. that. Yeah, well, it almost stung died. my insides. It stung yeah. my inside. So yeah, yeah. so um, you know what yeah. that I, I I brought this up on a podcast actually. I did get stung yeah. by something, but it was dark, <laughs> and I thought I got bit by a bat until I realized the other the other mark was just a mole that was on my hand. And you, so and you yeah. didn't wake up with superpowers. No, but yeah, I. Discipline. I mean, I've been running better ever since, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think Charlie, I'm... I have to share with you. Uh, I have news of the day, Charlie. Running news? We are, uh, I do. I, I, there's news in the running community I have to share, and you've, you've probably heard this, but uh, the Boston Marathon we talked about last week is going forward, which is exciting, and, and it's a goal of, of yours, correct, to do it this year. Yes. Yeah. The date's been announced. I don't think it's conf- uh, registration hasn't opened yet, though, or been dated yet, has it? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> OK, I don't think so. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I yeah, there's a plan thing. to have Boston Marathon October 11th, 2021. And you bet your bottom dollar I'm planning on being there. Well, if not, you have a virtual option, Charlie. So there's going to be a live and a virtual. Oh, good. Oh, good. That'll save me the price of a flight. And uh, I'm sure it'll be the same memories if I just run in my own neighborhood 26 miles (laughs) as opposed to going to Boston. Oh, my gosh. So so the Cynical Podcast is is also being cynical towards a virtual option when there's also a live race. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Are they doing this? I'm, I, I wonder what their motivation is. I, the only, if I want to be optimistic, I think maybe, or give them the benefit of the doubt, they're saying, hey, we realize a lot of you want to run Boston. You're still not totally convinced that it'll be safe to do so. Here's your option 
to run your 26.2 and get your Boston medal that you earned. And I'm thinking back to our, our friend, Gary Bryan, who took some time mm-hmm. off running, came back and it was a big deal for him to earn that medal. So doing that virtually was. was a big deal. So uh, for people like Gary there, maybe Boston wants to keep that, that going if they don't feel safe to run, run live. However, I think more realistically, they're like, guys, we made a killing on these virtual <laughs> races last year. Let's keep the live one and just take in a ton of money by offering our virtual again. And I wonder if this is just going to be a little cash cow. The big races keep going. Um, that seems like a, a very appropriately cynical take. Uh, um, it's not a victimless crime, though, because every time you just ship off a Boston Marathon medal for somebody doing 26.2 in their backyard, it kind of makes that medal less prestigious, does it not? It waters it down for sure, you know, and, and maybe another, I mean, possibly maybe a less cynical take is the fact that there's a good chance still that the field's going to be reduced and there'll still be many on the outside looking in. However, there's, they are, I shouldn't say limiting that field virtual is going to be 70,000 runners compared to what 30 ish thousand every year for the actual race. So definitely, definitely Charlie, when there's 70,000 medals being shipped out, it waters down the, the prestige a little bit. Yeah. Now that's not to take away. I, I honestly, I don't like when there's no race and they have to go virtual as much as we didn't like that fact, it's not to take away from you had, you know, it was your only option, but when there's a race actually happening and it is the Boston marathon and there's going to be a little tent set up on, well, not a tent, but on uh, Boylston street, they're going to be handing out medals or you can get the same medal in your neighborhood. Then I think it's, uh, it's a little, a little sus as my kids would say. It's a little suspect. I don't even know. Oh, suspect. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know what sus means. Um, yeah, I, you know what though? It, there's been a bit of a history of those that run the Boston marathon, caring about the Boston marathon more than the Boston athletic association. Um, because the year I ran Boston 2015, I think second to the medal, the coolest bit of material or merch that, that goes along with the race is the jacket. The Boston jacket changes every year. Um, it's just something that I'd say probably most of the people that run Boston get the jacket and wear it around, and it, it's kind of a big deal. And uh, there's a lot of superstition amongst runners and the clothes they wear, especially when it's for a race. And uh, I think we've talked about Boston as one of those exceptions. You're allowed to wear the jacket before you run the race. Um, some still don't, but it's it's still one of those things um, that to, to at least wear after the fact, you have to run Boston Marathon. You're not going to be wearing this jacket yeah. unless you have it for you. Well, that's what you would think. Um, as it may surprise some of you, probably none of you, I was in a fraternity in college, and uh, this college, uh, this fraternity actually helps out with the Glass City Marathon, so I don't want to be too hard on these guys, uh, but they've always volunteered at that. Good for them. But uh, I still was um, Facebook friends with enough people that I saw 
that same jacket that I busted my butt to qualify for Boston and then finish the Boston Marathon, there was a picture of probably about 12 of these fraternity guys, <laughs> none of them runners. These are just guys in college, all wearing my same exact jacket. And I commented on this picture like, what is this? What, where did you guys get these? And why are you all wearing them? Cause I knew they didn't run Boston. I knew none of them were runners yeah. and yeah. they said, uh, we bought them. Yeah. We got them. <laughs> yeah. At, we got them at TJ Maxx. Yeah. And that, I, this was the, the famous ugly jackets. Green, correct. Um, they, I think they do it every year. So, uh-huh. uh, my year was oh. the debated if it's blue or purple with the, bright orange yeah. and um okay. and i commented this is kind of funny i commented on after that like i had to run a sub three hour marathon and fly to boston to feel able to wear that jacket and one of these smart asses replied we just went to tj maxx and paid 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> which is 20 percent what i paid for my jacket as well so that that had me miffed as well but yeah so the baa or at least adidas or they don't have any qualms about just shipping these old jackets off to uh tj maxx so they don't think there's any prestige in them so but but those that run it certainly do so there there's a bit of a disconnect there that's true but even that that was a year of a legendarily ugly jacket and i don't think they sold as many as they thought because those did make appearances in tj maxx regardless though ugly. even if it is an ugly jacket like you don't just throw around that logo and that 26 it literally says 26.2 on the collar like just to anyone that has yeah. 20 bucks and is visiting their local discount retail store <laughs> so, uh, so yeah they uh so the baa was dipping their their toe in the virtual option years and years ago it just uh it was it was more of the jacket and uh and more, of a, yeah. more in clothing than than actually running a marathon but uh at the end of the day oh, well, they're in business and um that's how they're gonna behave they're gonna they're gonna make profits and i'm sure that all of that money that they're that tj max money they're getting in they're putting right back into the running community right steve <laughs> that's right <laughs> i i I, th- I mean i really think we may as well at this point just sort of just to wrap it up just land on the fact that if you wear that jacket or you wear that medal you you know what you put into it you know if if you can, what value you can assign to it. It's the same as a PR. It's the same as, as anything else. If you PR on a short course, you're, you're allowed to put as much or as little value or stock in it as you want. So if you do the virtual option, fine, God bless. But just from my point of view, if they're handing out medals on Boylston Street that day, that's the medal that counts the most. That's the one I would want. I cannot see myself personally, I cannot see myself running a virtual option when there's a real option and for whatever reason I didn't go to Boston. So that's my two cents. Two cents accepted. Uh, I've got a little bit of housekeeping, Steve. We have a new email address. The old one, buds running at Gmail still works. Um, But we added a new one running buds podcast at gmail.com is a way to get a hold of us. Uh, Like I said, the old one still works, but just trying to have a consistent at handle and stuff across the board. 
Uh, so Facebook, yeah. we're at Running Buds Podcast. Uh, Twitter, we're now at Running Buds Pod. Um, what else do we have? Strava, we're at Running Buds Podcast. And now our email is runningbudspodcast at gmail.com. And if I would have thought about it yeah. for more than 27 seconds, I would have made that our email right off the bat. But runningbudspodcast yeah, right. at gmail.com is a great way to get a hold of us. And uh, some people have, Steve. We got a few uh, emails recently, and some of them are very entertaining. Um, For example. Yeah, we got one from my Give us an example of an entertaining email. Uh, from Lawrence Cannon. He's a guy I run with occasionally what? out here in Utah. He's emailed us a few times before, but uh, – he had some thoughts on our previous uh, episode, the mortality episode, and uh, subject in this email is mortality and a geo metro. Uh, first, he talks about his running goal is he wants to be, still be running strong at 80, and that doesn't necessarily mean fast, but still running in the community and logging miles and at least being able to run to the tracks to cheer on the young whippersnappers as they're, they're doing their workouts and drink beers with them afterwards, which I think is a pretty solid yeah. life goal uh, for a runner. That's how he's going to fade into the, the sunset, still running and drinking beers at the high school track. God bless you, Lawrence. Okay, this next uh, part of the email, I'm just going to read verbatim. <clears throat> I spent 30 to 40 hours a week in college, delivering drugs for a local pharmacy oh. in a geo metro. Mm. <laughs> I was excited <laughs> by that through drugs, and then for a local pharmacy, kind of took the that that was the, the, pun, the pun. And then when he said it was in a geo metro, um, it really <laughs> took all the cool factor away. Uh, that same episode, I talked about getting hit by a geo metro, and that's how you uh, die. But uh, he says, I am pretty sure a Geo Metro cannot kill anyone. The last thing I want on my tombstone is death by Geo Metro. If I'm going <laughs> to die running, then I hope it is by running off a cliff into the sunset. Okay. <laughs> it's more, uh, there's more panache to that, that way than a Geo Metro for sure. So respect, lots of respect for that. All right, we got another one from Kyle, and uh, Kyle reached out to me specifically because he and I uh, are about the same age and about the same dynamic in our family. I believe he has uh, a kid and may have another one or something like that, and it's kind of weighing on his mind how much training he's going to be able to do in the future. Um, so one thing I want to specify to, that I said to Kyle is um, I don't ever plan to stop running until we get to that point that I'm too slow to be the sweeper pacer. That's when I'll stop. But even when I have two, three, four, five, six, I'm not having that many kids, but even when I have more kids, if I do, then I plan on to at least keep running. I just, I just, you got to flip that switch of being competitive and doing insane mileage and workouts and really going for that PR. I don't think that you can really balance that. At least I personally know I, I wouldn't be able to balance that with being a good father, yeah. but I never plan on stopping. I, I think three or four days a week is um, going to be going on indefinitely for me, uh, no matter how many children I have just for my own 
um, health, both physically and mentally, but, uh, but the competitive aspect I, I put, I think is, is going to wane uh, temporarily. Uh, But the thing that Kyle said that really fucked me up is he said most of um, (laughs) uh, motivate him and this one did the opposite. Yeah. So <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, uh, you know what? I'll I'll chime in because I I'm coming at it from a different perspective where where I went through I went through three children and uh, they are uh, they are now um they're aging they're grown that's and, what kids uh, do you do they yeah they do that I do that but um so when we first start out I wasn't running when when I began the family thing I was cycling a lot so that did wane. And then I had to hit pause on kind of everything. But, you know, Charlie and, and Kyle will know this and, and newer parents will know this, that there's this period of time where, um, you know, the kids, the kids survival depends on you. You have to feed the kid, kids and take care of and you really need to be present. So totally understandable that you're going to have to step back. But but as time goes on and, you know, kids are getting involved in you know activities when once they start school, you do find these really significant windows of time where you can get runs in and there's, there's almost this renaissance that, that I went through where I came out of parenthood in better condition and better shape than I did going into it. Um, you know, as a cyclist, as a young guy, um, you know, you're, you're more focused, you're more regimented. So there is definitely light on the end of the tunnel. You do have to take a break from, as you say, the more, competitive aspect and you can't devote the time but but it 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 comes back and and in my case it was uh i would take my one of my sons to soccer practice and while he was doing soccer practice and there's kicking a ball around like i don't need to watch this (laughs) you know i'll watch the game but i don't need to watch practice you know i'd spend a half hour 45 minutes just running so i'd I'd show up in running clothes and i just go off and run and you know nearby and run circles around the the area and uh that's kind of how i uh really started doing mileage was in between kids activities so um you can do it there's going to be a pause for sure but uh it's it's not going to be as long as you think it is i'm sure yeah i'm trying to time this just right i'm about to turn 34 (laughs) so i'm hoping that by 40 i'm able to you know get competitive in the master's division uh with one child i've definitely become far more regimented than i ever have before and i'm running better than i ever have before um with one i just think of adding another one to the mix though is just like it's gonna be chaos (laughs) and maybe i'll surprise maybe it'll surprise me but i'm (laughs) i'm at least mentally preparing to um disengage from as much running as I engage more in fatherhood duties with more children, but there isn't even one on the way yet. So I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself a bit. (laughs) Okay. But the thing, the thing that Kyle said, how he, we unmotivated him during that. uh, Do you realize how many people listen to this podcast while running Steve? Yeah, I I get a lot of feedback on that. That we are we're popular to listen to while running, as opposed to any other time. So just yes, think about that. I, then. I There's somebody running right now listening to our voice. 
Uh, should we wow. should we get him to do a, a fart lick right now? <laughs> yeah. How about what? How about a minute hard? No, come on, we don't have that kind of time. How about how about? No, no, no. All right. Well, if you're running, listening to this right now, do the next minute. Okay. Fart. Wait. Go as hard don't as you start can for yet. A minute. Don't start yet. Wait. Wait for okay. it. Okay. Three. Now you're gonna have to go hard, like really intense. Two. One. Go. Come on. Come on. Keep those knees up. <laughs> oh, that's a great stride. Come on. To the tree. To the tree. How long yeah. has it been? All right. You got to the tree. To the side. I don't know. Okay. You can stop now. If, if, that's good <laughs> enough. That's good enough. That's what I usually do. Well, that was fun. How many kids do you have? If you have three kids, you can do a thirty-second. <laughs> you have, if you have no kids, then do a two-minute parlay. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, oh, Carrie reached out. Charlie, how long? How long did you run today, Charlie? Uh, so far, zero minutes for zero miles. How long are you running I'm doing today, 20 Charlie? Later. Oh, wow! This is why you're not drinking during. I'm the having pod. a non-alcoholic, and, if we want to count that. Oh, yeah, are you? I drink That's these a lot. <laughs> Whatever. They taste. All right, go. I'm they sorry. They taste you okay. Had a, you had a letter. Yeah, we got a one from Carrie, and um, the subject is Saima Ryan Hall. Uh, so she found the sign. She sent me a picture of the sign that's with Saima. And this is the quote that was on the back of his shirt because I had the gist of it, but. I want to read it as is because it's just hilarious. Uh, he had this. This is Saima from last. Uh, yes, yeah, Saima, the legendary um, marathoner, uh, University of Toledo professor. And real quick, real quick, we we did talk about this, but I don't think we really emphasize it. He has a statue. We we said that, but I mean, think about that. A runner that has a statue. How many runners have a statue? That is uh, that is huge. He's a he's a legend, and this is the pl- on the plaque. Um, it kind of gives his story, and uh, it has what he wore on the back of every single shirt. Hi! Exclamation point. I'm Sai. Say hi as you go by, and don't die. Appropriate. <laughs> we talked about him during the uh, mortality episode. So thank you, yes. Carrie, for sending yes. that. So I got that right. And then she also um, sent this thing from Ryan Hall's book. Ryan Hall is one of the great American distance runners. I believe he might be the record holder still for the half marathon. Um, uh, it might be just like American-born runner, though. I'm sure there's there's been American citizens that have beaten that, but he might be the fastest American born. I don't know. Regardless, uh, legendary runner, outstanding runner, uh, stepped away from it, retired. And uh, this is from his book. When I crossed the finishing line in Sydney, slowly and gingerly, I got on my knees, took off my running shoes and walked away in my socks, never looking back. I still don't know where those shoes are, but I heard that someone scooped them up as mementos. Steve, that's exactly how we said we ideally wanted to walk away from the sport if we were to do it. Do you think we heard that story about yeah. Ryan Hall and it was just stuck in our like subconscious and it came out, or we just no, for sure I, I have not heard that story. Well, I 
I don't think that's stuck in my subconscious. That does not ring any bells, but um, I think it's uh, I, I just think it's 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 kind of the way to go out. Now, I think I don't think he stopped running completely. I mean, I know now he's huge. He's he's giant, muscular, monstrous guy. But uh, um, I think he still runs. On, he walked on away level, from competitive running, though. Yeah, exactly. Which we're I mean, that was our thing is that we were done. You know, he he wasn't really done. He was just he's quitting his job pretty much. I mean, when I when I quit my job, it's going to be similar. But um, so I think for professionals, it might be a little different than than us. It's still so cool. The idea of just it is not even looking back. I don't know. I will say real quick that Ryan Hall has a documentary on, on I think it was Amazon and uh, it was an okay documentary. It was uh, it was a little long for, for my taste, but one comment he made and it did deal with his retirement, but um, when he got done, ASICS made a uh, like a tribute video for him, you know, and uh, he was watching the video. They showed it to him and he was kind of like unmoved. He was watching it, you know, and it was, he thought he'd bring back all these memories and, he said he was kind of unmoved watching it, but finally there was a scene of him from above running. Might have been on a beach or it might have been outdoors down a trail. And he said he was running full out and his dog was nearby running with him. He said that's what finally got him was that mm. feeling of freedom that that he had when when you just let loose and just let it go. And that that I thought was just as cool as the story was that that feeling that you get. And I think everybody gets this on some level where you just everything's working on a run and just, you're just hammering away. You're just in a rhythm. You're in a groove and you're feeling no pain and, you know, you don't get it that often. And uh, I think once I do finally give up running, that's going to be what I really miss is, is, is that feeling that you're just doing something special that you don't get to do very often. Not many people. Question for you often. then. You have bicycling in your background. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that that feeling on a bicycle? Because you're going much faster on a bicycle than than running. Yeah. No. One thing about that is that I was doing that more in my prime. You know, when I was a young guy. So for sure, I got that um, on the bike. I'm even I'm even looking at my bike right now as I I, I say this, but uh, I'm just bringing back floods of memories. But I mean, back in those days, I could just push my heart rate to just the up into the one nineties and uh, just turn the pedals over and I'd just be in such a, such a rhythm and you couldn't even feel pain. Like I could get to the point where my body's at a limit. And I so is that no answer? Pain. Yes. And uh, yeah, I definitely, that is a long yes, but yeah. Oh man. I love that. Okay. Feeling. So, and that I'm sure I could, I never recapture on a bike, but so man, you don't think you could replicate that, you know, cause you can bike fast uh later in life then you can yeah. run fast later in life do you do you think that might be part of your long-term future to to capture that weightlessness or that that feeling no pain and just moving fast being one with the bicycle yeah i mean i'm sure whatever it is that you're getting it on some level but you know when you're when you're young and and uh I guess is is one of the songs we went out with, like a rock by Bob Seger, and it was describing him in, in his prime running track. And it, it's kind of like that when you're when you're just so you just feel so strong. And, and I'm at the point where I'm I'm pushing fifty, and uh, 
Um, the best I feel is that I, I feel 36, mm. you know, <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's now my peak is I feel like I'm in my thirties. It's no longer, I feel like I'm just this, this machine that can, that can do anything. So. You know, I had, it's I all had one term. of those, uh, all relative. really awesome. Everything comes together runs just this past Wednesday. I, uh, it's been warm. It's been a pretty mild winter here in Salt Lake and, However, Wednesday is when it really felt like spring totally sprung. It was like 50-some degrees, mm-hmm. just a slight breeze, not a cloud in the sky. And uh, my friend Melchor and I met up for to do our, our tempo run that we do together on Wednesdays. And I told him, as soon as I stepped out of the house, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great run. You could just feel kind of the energy <laughs> from the sun or something. And the tempo went yeah. fast, it went smooth, and I just felt like a million dollars. Oh, that brings up something. Yeah. Are you familiar with the, um, what is it, acronym A-I-T-H? I'm sorry, A-I-T-A? A-I-T-A. No. Uh, it's kind of uh, posed as a question, often on Reddit. It stands for, am I the asshole? Um because I have an AITA uh, moment from that run. As I just said, I was feeling great. Felt like the road was rising to meet my feet on this tempo run. And my friend Melchor, who's in the Running Bud Strava group and uh, runs like 20 miles every other day, seemingly, uh, he had run two consecutive 20-mile days on Monday and Tuesday before this Wednesday tempo run. So he was a little sore to say the least going into this while we're doing five miles at tempo we're halfway through the third mile so right about halfway of all five miles and this thought popped into my head i was looking at melchor's strava from the day before and he did 20 miles uh, at jeremy ranch and jeremy ranch is in park city utah it's um it's all covered in snow, so traction isn't the best. And it's also over 6,000 feet of elevation, which is a good 1,500 feet higher than it is down in Salt Lake City. So it's not an easy place to run. Yeah. And he did 20 miles there the day before. And as we were doing the tempo, and it was a proper tempo, so I couldn't have a full-on conversation, but I was able to just kind of bark out to him. He's like, man, I saw your t- 20 was at Jeremy Ranch yesterday. That's crazy. As soon as I said that, Mel started fading back. I finished my two and a half miles, <laughs> and he strolls in a little bit, little bit behind me. First thing he says is when he greets me is like, "Man, why did you say to that to me? Why did you say that to me?" He was mad. He was like, "That got in my head." I was like, "I did run twenty miles at Jeremy <laughs> Ranch yesterday. What am I doing this tempo hard for?" He's like, I couldn't keep pace after hearing that. <laughs> so my question was, A-I-T-A, was that, was I out of line saying that? I don't even know what my motivation is, to be honest. It, I swear it just popped in my head. I wasn't trying to like, you know, get that, yeah, get that Remind, in his hey, mind because he always yeah. wins. So maybe I did think that that would be a chance to actually beat him in this tempo. So regardless, Steve, A-I-T-A. <laughs> um. Jeez, Charlie, I, I don't see how you could foresee what that innocent sounding question was was going to do to your to your running mate in this case. Um, maybe you were being a little passive aggressive and complimenting or bringing up a, a 20 mile run the, the day before and 
maybe you had ulterior motives deep down inside. But uh, I think once you start getting into, are you an asshole? That's, an asshole is a very conscious decision you make to be an asshole. So I don't think you were being an asshole, Charlie. I think uh, I, I, uh, I'm probably biased because I am your, your co-host and partner on this podcast. But I absolve you of all assholeness. Nice. I, uh, I told Mel that I was going to say that well, every Wednesday to him now. It was going to be his mental training. <laughs> I'm just going to give him a compliment, yeah. you know, midway in the tempo to <laughs> see how he, he responds. I was, I, I've never heard that uh, that acronym, but usually in my case, it is um, IATA. So I am. I am. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it's never even asked. It's just assumed. So. Okay. We got a message on Facebook also. Uh, we're on Facebook at running buds podcast uh from the aforementioned gary bryan um he reached out to us and gary is an interesting guy because he as he says in this this message he did retire from running and then came back to it um i understand you actually talked in person to gary about this a little bit more uh no no not not gary i this this topic has come up with others but um, it's worth pointing out that Gary is a two-time winner of the marathon that we are signed up for um, in, in wow, seven short weeks, is it, Charlie? But it's coming up fast. That's right, Glass um, City Marathon. So Gary, when Gary, uh, when, when Gary's talking about, um, I don't know, he didn't really, running in, running in during your prime or, or the feeling that he got at speed, it, it was... I mean, it was serious. I mean, these are these are times that um, would be, I mean, competitive today, and these these occurred in the '80s. So there was there's there. It's funny how much times have not really dr- or fallen, you know, in contemporary times we can call them, as opposed to years and years ago. So the thing about Gary really um, though is running. that yeah, you know, all of us are gonna step back and. Yep. he's stepping back further than you and I could ever because he was just so much farther ahead. He's a glass city marathon two time winner. He was a real, like we were age group competitive. He was overall competitive. So he's, he's got a bigger switch to flip and it's going to be, and probably was more momentous for him than the more recreational runners, which we are. Do you think that's fair to say? Right. Yeah. 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 I am. We were like, at most we are world champions of our, uh, of our neighborhoods, but uh, um, yeah. So that's, that's our, when we talk shit, that's, that's about as far as we can go. But Gary, I mean, Gary's the guy that, I mean, I I would, I would love to feel the pace that he ran, um, you know, constantly back in those days. I'm sure he would again, according to his well, email. Yeah, let that, me read uh, what it's, it's still in his mind. Read, let me ahead. read some of Go what ahead. he said. Um, one still feels, albeit at much slower speeds than when one was in their youth, the sensation of almost floating over the ground in rhythm at times. The easy effort of a seven-minute yeah. miles in younger years is now nine-minute miles. Cruising at a good clip of six-minute miles is now eight-minute miles. A solid effort of sub-530 is now 730. That's mm-hmm. encouraging to me. I think that's it awesome. Be- like, Father Time is undefeated. 
but you just gotta you just gotta be realistic about what your goals are and if you keep running you'll know where your limit is and and how much the effort is and and that's what you really got to be your your new barometer and you can still feel you can still feel fit you can still feel fast you can still feel that floating um even at, at at slower paces as you as you age so i was really really encouraged by what gary said yeah, I did. I enjoyed that email uh, or the the message. Um, but one thing, one thing I do have to add, uh, you know, Gary made his comeback, and so Gary runs. I, I see him. We cross paths um, many times, um, but uh, you know, Gary made his comeback, and I'm sure it was difficult for him having run that type of pace and with that much ease, and then having to come back. And I think it's it's common for a lot of runners that you know are coming back later in their careers to, you know, from a sabbatical starting over again. But, uh, I saw, I saw Gary on the trail that I run commonly and and we were kind of coming up on him and, uh, somebody recognized him before I did. And I was like, I don't know that that's Gary. I mean, the guy up ahead looks pretty smooth and pretty fast and sure enough, it was Gary, but you know, when Gary came back at first, you know, I mean, I'm sure it was a struggle for him. And now he looks absolutely fantastic when he runs. Now, albeit um, age-appropriate, slower than he ran, probably is slower than he would like to back in the Steve, day. Steve, can I but, interrupt you with um, a uh, with an LL Cool J don't, quote? Don't call it a do. comeback. I've been here for years. <laughs> I'm rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> But but my tribute to Gary and in running in general is is if you are if you're dedicated to the sport, if you put in the time, you put in the miles. Um, Gary looked really good, and I think it's there for all of us. You know, if you have to take a break, um, if it's not giving you everything that you want pace wise, you're still getting a lot out of it, and you're still looking good. That it's gosh, I'm sound po- This is so much more positive than last week's episode of the the mortality yeah episode, i'm but, just feeling motivated um, and inspired by this i hope you two are, are too uh kyle out there this one's this one's yeah, for you gary's words and his example is motivation to all of us so i gotta throw in one more thing on this this was uh this uh this is listener feedback that uh you didn't get it was this was actually verbal feedback but um there is a, there's a group chat I'm part of. And one thing that comes up commonly because the group chat involves guys, my age, a little older, and then some, some young guys that are um, extremely fast, but the way we kind of all bring it together, or we keep on the same page or compare ourselves to each other is there is online such a thing as um, an age group. uh, What is it? It's a, it's an age calculator. Have you heard of this? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's um, where you can, you can enter in and it gives you like a percent of, of the world record. That's, I believe how it works. So if, yes, exactly. if you're, you know, 35 years old and the world record 35 year old time is a uh, hundred minutes for something and you run it in 200, 100 divided by 200, your, your thing would be 50%. Do I have the gist of it? Yes. 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 Yeah. 
I think so. I think I don't know if it. Uh, I mean, basically, our our arguments or our comparisons come down to the fact that if you are, I think, if you're in the 80th percentile, then you are, you know, you're nationally. I think at 70 is I think when it they is start acknowledging you as a good runner. I think 80, maybe 70 percent is like local class. 80 percent is regional class, whatever that yeah. means. I, and I want to say um, 90 plus is like, um, you know, world or like national class or something. So, yeah, that the it might be. I think my my I think it I think it's I think it might I think they uh, they're they're even more flattering. So the one we go by, I believe, 80 percent is is national class. Um, 70 percent is is regional class. So. That's the one we go by. I mean, I like to think of myself as <laughs> when, I, when I can click off the 70s, I like to think of myself as regional class. So I can strut around my region. Okay, like I've really got good. it here. 60% um, plus is local class. 70% plus is regional class. 80% plus is yeah. national class. 90% plus is world go. class. And 100%, well, you got yourself a world record. Right there. There you oh are. wow! Yeah. The, the name of the thing so about there, this is judging quality. Your age graded percentage can be used to yeah. objectively indicate your running standard. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Did you? What is it? Is interesting because I mean a lot of us past prime guys, and and I like I said I didn't run when I was when I was in my my theoretical prime of my my physical. Yet you're still Life, getting those but, PRs, baby. You know, you're still getting them, Steve. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. I'm not getting PRs compared to what I was when I was 27 years old or 26, and, and you know, running 90 or 100 miles a week. I'm, I'm getting PRs, you know, in my my late 40s, which I'm happy with. But w- the fun thing is that all of us can can go to this. Uh, what is it? Is that Runner's World, Charlie? You're looking at, or uh, I'm just looking at some there, website. Whatever it is. It's not Ron's right, world. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is, I mean, there is, there is a way you can translate what you do with, with the population. And I guess it is kind of an extension of maybe you're not in your prime, but you know, you you can compare your times and your your results with with anybody's just by uh, going online and, and getting on a age calculator, and you know, you know if. If you are improving, you can even you know compete against yourself. You can see what event you're the you're scoring the best in, and um, I think it's a it's a valid tool for many of us that are maybe not running the times we used to, and you can still see where you land. And and uh, it's dang, it's cool. this is difficult. Cool. I just put in my goal time and my age, and it's only seventy five point zero eight. Yeah. Some may be discouraged by that. I you know what I am? Is... I'm motivated just to work harder. What's that? I know. That, see? See, it works. It works. There was one argument that I took particular delight in. I'm going to keep everybody's names out of this, but um, sometimes group chats become insulting, and one of the insults that somebody threw out was calling them a 79%. Oh, wow. In other words, they're right on the cusp of being nationalized. But uh, I, I love the fact that how few people would understand that that insult that <laughs> calling somebody a 79 percenter is is pretty much marginalizing them to the fact that you're only a regional talent. do some races like do their awards based on this 
Um, I've seen on uh, like run sign up results where some of them actually do show you um, an age oh, graded cool. result, which I think is yeah, but it's it's far and few between. But it's nice to know. It's nice to see your little percentage on there to see, um, you know, like if I run against some some schlub in his his mid twenties, that's just going to kick my ass. Well, congratulations, but I ran a you know, I ran a uh, 81 or a 79 or whatever, and you only ran a 67. Yeah, but what so kind of nerd would be like, well, technically, program. while holding your calculator, <laughs> young would. whippersnapper, I'll have you know. I would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> if you just put compute these figures right <laughs> here, I'm actually slightly superior. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, old man. I just know who crossed the finish line first. Whatever. I know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my hair's falling out and my back hurts most of the time. And sometimes getting out of bed's not easy. So, you know. So, are you excited for Glass City Marathon, Steve? Is How's the training going? I very much, Charlie. I very much am excited for uh, Glass City Marathon. All of the events except for the 5K have sold out. There's still a couple hundred spots available in the yep. 5K on April 25th if anybody's interested in doing that. But this, I just like, I, I talked before how excited I am about uh, Boston, how that's going to be like the um, sort of like the amateur running event of the century, just like if it happens in October, just how much joy there will be that we'll finally have live racing, big city live racing on again. And, um, yeah, but I think even just just this and and those those races that are able to pull it off this spring, it's just going to be madness. Uh, Glass City Marathon is is popular, and I know the half sells out every year, but every single event being sold out, you know, several weeks ahead of time, I think it's going to be a real real awesome celebration. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And I know that the people putting it on Clint and his team are really working with the County and public health officials and making it as safe as they possibly can to ensure that, that it happens. So I, I'm getting so optimistic and I'm getting so motivated right now in this training that I'm starting to have those dreams of sleeping in or my watch not working or accidentally getting in the wrong corral and having to weave through people or like bad weather. You, you know, that's when training's going well, when you stop, when you start making strange things up to get worried about, it's not even uh, the lack of the race happening, which of course is always a threat in these times, but it's like, what if we, what if we have like uh, gale force winds that day? Or what if, uh, there's a tornado that tears through <laughs> town and, and it doesn't happen. That's what is giving me anxiety and, and leaking its way into my dreams at night. Literally last night I had a dream that um, my watch was broken. I was stuck in the back of the pack and I couldn't quite just get it moving during the glass city marathon. So I think that's a good sign. Have you, have you, okay. So there's one, have you ever had like a real, I mean, do you have anxiety, induced or anxiety anxiety filled 
dreams about running? Have you ever had just, anything like I think that? I just described one. Other than <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I have. I mean, is it a, is I it have. A and it, thing for you? It only it, happens it when I'm in really good shape and I know I'm going to do well. It never happens when I'm just like, well, let's see what happens. I didn't quite train as well as I want to. No, then I don't even think about it. But when I'm really putting in a lot of time and effort and I'm feeling confident in my training, that's when the bad dreams, yes, the anxiety-induced dreams happen. That's funny. I had a dream recently. It was uh, it was the day of a long run, and I had a lot of anxiety about doing the long run because it was, I, I mean, you know, you know, there's a there's a tipping point where long runs be, become like, oh my gosh, like this is a big number I have to run. I don't even remember what it was. It might have been sixteen. Or, I don't whatever it was, but my I had a dream like near the time my alarm was going to go off that uh, I woke up and it was ten o'clock, and <laughs> I think all I could think of was. Like crap! I got to do this run by myself. You know I, how upset I was that I'm going to be running into the I middle of the day. I can't say that I've ever had a dream about um, a long I woke run up. or anxiety regard around a long run. No, always race. Well, that's just you're just so dedicated to the process. And realized I, I very much am. I I really try to think little about the race. I'll, I'll worry about that later, but. Um, once I woke up and realized that I can still go to the run, I was so relieved and I went back to sleep. And then I had another dream that I showed up 10 minutes late and everybody had left and I was going to have to go in search of them. Um, so that wasn't quite as bad, but I was still upset. And then I woke up again and I was like, I just, I'm just going to wake up. At this point. I'm going to keep having these dreams. This is, this is more anxiety than I have just doing the run and getting it over with. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my mind at work. But yeah, I, I think exactly. It points out the fact that I'm I'm into the process, and you're into the the goal, and uh, that's equally as uh, they're equally valid approaches. But definitely had dreams that I I couldn't find my shoes, and I'm just standing in the starting corral and stocking feet. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> you still run it? Yeah. Would you still run it? Still I don't run I, it, yeah. Still got to run, right? Man, that would hurt. All right, Steve. I think it's time to wrap this one up. Um, I referenced an LL Cool J song earlier, and I think that's what we're going to close this one out with. One with LL Cool J. Mama said, okay. "Knock you out." Don't call it a comeback. Uh, we are the Running Buds. Uh, running buds podcast at gmail.com at running buds podcast on Strava and Twitter and Facebook. Please give us a follow. We love to interact with you. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, Steve. We'll talk to you guys in two. As weeks. always. Running buds. <laughs>